So today we begin our journey of the 40 days of Lent leading us to Easter. And while it's not a holy day of obligation, all day long and into the evening, our church is filled with those looking to receive their ashes. And as each Lenten season comes upon us, we often spend time choosing some form of offering that we'll commit to, some amount of almsgiving or fasting, or determining what favorite food or activity we're going to give up. But how could this Lent be a little bit different for you and for me than in the years past? Possibly one way may be to examine the form and the depth of our prayer life, prayer life and how that could change, transform, and enlighten us. See, in general, most of us here today, we participate in some type of communal prayer like we are doing right now. Or a private prayer, like reciting the rosary or some other words we may choose. And these types of prayers are called transactional prayers. It's where we control the words and we make pronouncements to God, telling God what we need and what we want God to do, as if God didn't already know. It's this type of prayer that all of us are used to. It's giving it to God and trusting that if we pray hard enough and long enough, and sacrifice enough things that perhaps God may listen to us. But does this prepare fertile ground for the conversion of our heart and soul? In today's gospel, we hear Jesus telling his disciples how to pray. When he says, stop babbling like the pagans. Your father already knows what you need. He said, go to your inner room, close the door, and to pray in secret to your father. Who will repay you? Notice he says nothing about gathering in a great church with candles and incense and music and chanting and lots of spoken prayers. Maybe perhaps Jesus already knew what would happen once we were given words. That we would be so focused on which word should be said, by whom and how often, at what time, we would forget the reason and the method of how to pray. In the third and fourth centuries, the desert mother and fathers recognized the same thing and taking a page out of today's gospel, they moved away from the chanted and overly spoken form of prayer to a type of prayer that's quiet and centered and meditative, allowing for time and space whereby you can move away from distractions and away from being all about me away from the babbling that Jesus talks about and go to that place where God's waiting to just be in communion with you by loving you just as you are. It's deep prayer. It's prayer where you look in the mirror and you see the face that's not distorted. It's the real you filled with joys and sorrows and hurts and wounds and concerns and failures and yes, sin And yet, it's the face that's always loved by God. And what does that prayer sound like? Years ago, Dan Rather interviewed Mother Teresa. And he asked her, what did she say during her prayers? And she answered, I listen. So Dan Rather turned the question around and then asked, well, then, what does God say to you? Mother Teresa smiled with confidence and she said, he listens.
And if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you, she said. Well, while I never got to meet Mother Teresa, I think maybe what she had been referring to is when you participate in that type of prayer, you're allowing communion with God to take place. You're allowing that inner presence of God to speak to you, to remind you that you are loved and are called to love. For when we practice this type of prayer, inner conversion has a chance of taking place where the sense of being genuine in who we are and how we love comes to the surface. And God's love is made manifest in what we do and with those that we come in contact with each day, but especially those who live on the margins. And then what happens is best described, I think, by the great African-American theologian Howard Thurman when he wrote, Then if I hear the sound of the genuine in me, and if you hear the the sound of the genuine in you, it's possible for me to go down into me and come up into you, so that when I look at myself through your eyes, having made that pilgrimage, I see in me what you see in me, and the wall that separates and divides us will disappear and will we become one. It's this type of inner, pre- inner prayer that leads us to be genuine with ourselves and to reconcile with others. Lent is a time for reconciliation, a time to restore relationships and to ease tensions. And living in a time when our lives are filled with all kinds of tensions within our families, on our borders, and even within our universal church. We need now more than ever to make time for this deep and silent prayer which restores inner peace. Eddie Hiltzum, a Dutch religious author who died at the age of 29 in Auschwitz, wrote this before she died. Ultimately, we have just one moral duty, to reclaim large areas of peace within ourselves, more and more peace, and to reflect it in others. So how will you spend your Lent? Certainly different forms of almsgiving and fasting are all good. And trust me, there is no such thing as a bad form of prayer. But I do invite you to make the time to go to your inner room and to close the door and stop the babbling and just listen. Listen. And maybe just maybe be awakened to a renewed sense of what this gospel calls us to so that our Lent will be a time for us to live out the gospel and allow a sacred encounter with one another, with the stranger and with the outcast, with the other person in our lives who needs to be reconciled with, and to allow God to fill your dark spaces with God's abundant love and mercy and thus foster the healing within ourselves.